Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Gamerland Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Worsham. This is episode 525. With me, as always, is the one, the only, the, the KevinMiller.com. Jump and press the circle button. Kevin. Justin, how many Skylanders do I own? All of them. Okay, then why the hell Ooh. is it the last time I was hanging out with you and your son, and uh-huh. I bring all of my Skylanders to your uh-huh. house, and I've and I set them all out, and you and we said something about the giants, and you said, "Oh, but you don't have all the giants already, do you?" <laughs> I about fell out of my own skull. I, I, I how how many times mm-hmm. does a guy have okay. to say? That he owns all the Skylanders before you believe that he owns all... Name a Skylander. I've got him. What you're saying, though, yeah. is that you have the Giants as well. Yes. They're Skylanders. So, you, so I'm sorry. Okay. I, see, here's the thing. Okay. I come from a world of hyperbole. And so sometimes when people say all, they mean, you know, most. <laughs> so when you were saying all, I was really hearing so most. You thought I was a liar, an exaggerator, right. or a reviler? And, I, and I, I'd known there was some duplicates, so I thought yeah. maybe you had the total number, but, you know, no, no, sans no. the duplicates. What I don't have, they have alternates of existing characters, yeah. so like they do. Oh, so you don't have them all. No, I have I have every Skylander there is. But you don't have the alternates? I don't have the alternates. Oh, okay. But I have every character. So you want to go back and take this episode again no. from the beginning so you don't come no. up uh, because jumping up I my butt about something that I said? The giants. Huh? I have all You don't the come Skylers. into my dojo. <laughs> <laughs> I w- I, you know why I can't? Because I have 54 <laughs> Skylanders. Right. And from my understanding, that is <laughs> almost all of them. <laughs> that is, th- I actually including alternates, there are 63 with the is that correct? <laughs> oh, no, no. There's something like, if you counted every single print and, like, one-off that they did or special. like They have one-offs? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like a, I, there's only one of this Skylander. Like, a hundred of the Skylanders. Like, one, okay. Like, your E3 Silver Spire. There, there's maybe, I don't know how many of those. There's a few thousand of those. Yeah. But, they, but, like, the employees got their employee-only Skylander. So, see, again, now. See, now we're finding nothing but loopholes in your, no, no, in no, your no, frustration no, and no, anger. No, 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 no. You because don't have are, the ones that only the employees. It'd be like if I Last said... Last time I checked, it is not on your IMDb that you... <laughs> Uh, worked on Toys for Bob. It is I that you're on uh, Whose Life Is This or whatever I short own, film. If there is a character with a, a unique set of skills, I own that Skylander. Right. Every one of them. But I think Ninjini? we got 
Got it. I think we got to go back to your original statement that you impressive. were angry at me. Yes. And so I'm listening. No, because you said you don't have all the giants. I have all the giants. Okay. Okay. Fair all, enough. All eight of them. Fair enough. But you're the whole basis yeah. of what you're saying, why you were frustrated with me for asking, because I am, it was this lay person's understanding. Yeah. I am. Uh, I am not a port master, a portal master either. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I didn't I don't, know what you meant the first I time. Do, I don't do importing <laughs> and exporting, <laughs> and I don't rescue elements from chaos. <laughs> I do neither. Okay. How far are you in the game? Uh, I think we're fifty-two percent in. So, how, what was the last? Like, how many elements? We're, did you we're just. I uh, think uh, we did one of the tree things. Okay. Have so. you? Uh, did you play any of the other things that I got Spoilers. you? Spoilers. Oh no, no no! I got you the four play sets. Did you need to do any of those? The ghost light. Or? Uh, I think Jacob tried it but couldn't figure it out. The ghost light one goes for a hundred dollars on eBay. That's the one. Wow! That's a hundred dollar first generation. Just to have a map is what that. Well, is. it's another level. Yeah. It comes with another character who's yeah. a really powerful character and two power ups. They don't make power ups anymore. Yeah, but you got him, bro. I, I see. Thank you. That's Listen. the sort of validation I need. So, I have I have spent enough making. on Skylanders to buy a Wii U. Huh. And a Wii. Are you happy with your investment thus far? Very. Should be. I play them far more than I ever would Mario Galaxy Should 2. Should be. Thanks. Because here's my point. I didn't know that all of the that you had even had a chance to purchase yeah. all of the Giants because yeah. it was so new to this guy. Yeah. I, I We can have a discussion about your level of investment in Skylanders uh, and my misunderstanding of that. Okay. But I think that I for all, both of us, mm-hmm. all of us listening included. Yeah. To walk away from this conversation feeling okay, like we all could sleep at night. Yeah. I think that we just need to agree that you do not have all <laughs> of the Skylanders. I, I disagree. We can, we can agree to disagree that you have all of the Skylander Giants, as no. long as there were no, no Giants only for employees. No, there are there You mean are to tell me that you think that you have the same number of Skylanders no. that Bob himself has? That's who they no. made these for, it's my understanding. No, no. <laughs> They Damn made it. this all for this Damn guy Wilson. Bob. <laughs> I didn't understand what you meant. <laughs> no, the what I when I say I have all I have a complete set of yes. the Skylanders. Right. That would be the best way to say it. I do not have every single Skylander that has ever been manufactured. Okay, no one enough does. said. Not not even Toys for Bob. Let's get out of this awkwardness. Okay, and let's talk garbage Next milk kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good example. Like they kept doing re-series yeah. reprints. But you, if you had one of every Scott, of every Cabbage Patch doll or whatever Garbage Pail Kid, you yeah. had enough. Uh, I had the whole thing. This is how this is why I bring really? it up wow. because this is where I realized I do not have the collector gene. Yeah, is that I loved everything about Garbage Pail Kids. I thought they were funny. They oh, were inappropriate. Would. Yeah, I was like, this is awesome. Just I would decapitating babies. Yeah, and, yeah, I would look at look through those again and again as a uh, now mind you, I they came out probably when I was in third grade. Yeah, third or fourth. Does right. that sound right? Yep. So. I had a job when I was in fourth grade, third or, you know, and I couldn't, I would buy packs and have like, I had 15. And then I went to the local card shop where they just had boxes of them. So for probably, I'm guessing this, don't quote me on this number, but for 80 bucks, I bought the entire complete collection of Garbage Pail Kids. And I said, first series. Yeah. Wow. So I bought, I bought them all. So I had everything that had been released. They had them in boxes and everything. And That's go, impressive. I'll take all those. And I paid my money because I was – and I was like – because I thought I was a kingpin because yeah. I made 400 bucks a month as a 10-year-old. It's great money. So I, go, so I get home. I stuck them in my drawer. I looked at some of them. Like Once I looked through all of them, 
I had no desire to have them in <laughs> What'd you do with them? Uh, they're probably gone someplace. Uh, or wow. Ruined, I hope not. But I really would hate to look on eBay right now and tell you what that what that collection was. I think you. I did. I don't think they're that much. Oh, it's, okay. I think it's worth a Google while we're sitting here chatting. And Next question, uh, uh, not related to this topic at all. Uh, what is our um, mail address, our P.O. box? Uh, it is P.O. Box 11192, Burbank, yes. California, 91510. Great. I think we should mention that at the beginning of each show. I get questions all the time. Uh-huh. Where can I send fan mail? Blah, uh-huh. blah, 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 fan mail. Here's the thing. If you want to send us anything, we'll gladly take whatever you send us. Yeah. If you want something back, self-addressed, it is stamped envelope in is... your package. Don't send us something and yeah. then expect us to mail it back because, dude, that costs us money. <laughs> and yeah. if you send us a bunch of crap, some people send us really nice stuff that's very heavy. And yeah. if we had to send everybody's back, I'll, I'll be doing a part-time job just to send you back your fan mail. Yeah. And I'm happy to do whatever, but you got to put a self-addressed stamped envelope in there. Oh, which reminds me, Brooke has wrote us something. Oh, long time no hear from. Oh, I didn't have it on here. I thought I had it on here. I'll put it up on the uh, website. I could have swore that it was on. What's this? Oh yeah, that's gone. I gotta pull that down. I gotta fix that. Man, I apologize. Brooke is out in um in Canada, so mm-hmm. she did not have uh she couldn't put any self addressed stamped envelopes. Oh, in it there. is up there. How much? So here's the thing. Oh good, it's there. Uh because people could be listening to this in the year twenty eighty seven and we could have decided to upgrade to a larger PO box because most of the stuff that you guys send us doesn't fit in the letter sized PO box, and that's why if we don't get to it in time, then it goes return to send. And dress unknown, except if it's in the corner. Uh, but if you click, uh, go to GaberlandPodcast.com and you click on email us, there is a link for emails. And then there is also our uh, P.O. box will be listed there as well. Okay? Okay. 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 Yeah, so Brooke sent us a very nice note and wants us to sign her thing. Oh, so she uh, it was a birthday on April 20th. We Happy birthday! Might have missed that. Yeah, <laughs> 420, lady. For her, her, her friend Kelly. Sorry, uh, Kelly. We will sign this and send it off to you, but she sent her uh, collection, the PS3. Is it supposed like to be... Collection. Oh, is it supposed to be a surprise for Kelly and we're blowing the surprise? <sighs> I gotta be honest. No. Brooke's uh, letter writing is horrible. <laughs> how did you how did you get that she has a PS3 collector's edition Sly Cooper she would sign out of uh it's just lines That's a and Japanese I, person speaking gibberish I to just me. decide what it says Oh <laughs> He's full news Like a magic eye or an eight ball I think, I think Oh this is not Brooke this is somebody else Aww. I already sent that back <laughs> <laughs> I don't know well what done, somebody else uh, please hold Oh you're looking for Brooke's uh letter so we did get a letter for Brooke but it was not for Brooke's friend Kelly. Uh, Brooke, do me a favor. Uh, apologize to your non-friend Kelly uh, for us, if you could uh, please. Jacqueline. That was from Jacqueline who we did that. But that Jacqueline did that like months and months and months ago. Jacqueline was the one that we took like 18 months to get her uh, her uh, autograph thing for her friend's birthday. And I think Jacqueline had even moved uh, by the time I mailed that back to her, if I'm not mistaken. Somebody had moved so by the time... I sent something back to us. As you can see, we have lots of interns. I found it. I found we it. have producers galore. Why do I have multiple piles. Okay, so this one. Is have you from, recently gone to the? I went. Box? I've, gone, I've gone a couple times. Yeah. yeah. If I don't go, people there, the box gets full. Yeah. And then and they send it back. Yeah. And and then I get angry letters on Facebook. Don't send me angry letters. <laughs> just. Can we just make that a rule? Yeah. I, I'm not a. I'm not an A grade celebrity. So. Well, here's what we off. need to do. We could do this where we could make it a, a premium. 
uh, podcast. Uh, this is one of my uh, favorite podcasts, the Never Not Funny podcast. Like uh, he revokes people's subscription. So if you piss him off, he goes, I'm going to cancel your subscription. You can no longer listen to the it's, show. It should be free. It's a free show. But if you piss me off, I, I delete it so you can't yeah. listen to it. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, all right. To Justin and Kevin, this is from Brooke. She is, uh, see, here's her $5. She sent us. Oh, she, she sent wrote, us $5? Because she's in Canada. So uh-huh. she couldn't send us self-addressed. Uh, she couldn't put stamps on it. So oh. we have to buy the stamps for her. Oh, <laughs> thanks, Brooke. That Which was really, uh, Oh, she wrote Kat a little note. That's very sweet. She says, hi, I have dedicated to go on the old-fashioned route and handwrite you guys a letter. What? I really don't know uh, what to write other than, Kevin, I have included my Sly Force sleeve for signing. Justin, I couldn't print off anything good quality for you to sign, but I don't know if you would be able to sign one of those cool promo headshots you give out at your shows. Do you even have those? Am I crazy? If I not, have postcards and I have headshots. I'll send you one of each. Oh, that's great. That's cool. I also hope she responded to you. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> she even had a little space for you. It's like that new uh, Fox pilot, the Goodwin names. Uh, I also hope I'm not enough money uh, for postage. Canadian doesn't have U.S. stamps. I bet it, if you looked hard. If there's some <laughs> left over, you get yourself something nice. Like a lollipop. I don't know. Uh, maybe a garbage pail kid. Yeah. <laughs> and then she drew, oh, she drew a smiley face and had to write wink next to it. <laughs> Anyways, this has gone on long enough. I hope you're doing well. Kevin, say hi to Kat and Quinn for me. Uh, the coolest lady gamer. P.S. wrote something for Kat, too. Uh, there it is. So we'll send that out to you. Uh, Probably in a year, I'm guessing. I, seriously, there was that thing for Jackie, I believe, was sent in 2012, and I sent it in on uh, May 1st, 2013. <laughs> so she still got it, it uh, around her friend's birthday just like a year later. Yeah, so I just uh, did a Google search. Uh, take a guess. Garbage Pail Kids, brand new Series 02 complete set. A Series so, 2 complete set? Yeah, how much? Uh, 146 out of 146 plus wrapper. Great price. What do you think? What's the condition of the set? Are they in a book? Are they in their packages? Are they in uh, sleeves? They're not in sleeves. They're all laid out in the picture that they have here. And they're not in individual sleeves? Yeah. $75. No. Higher or lower? Lower. $40. No. 20 No. Really? $17.99. Oh, wow. Okay, but that's Series 2. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, that's what was my I bet next I can thing. get these on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> like you can just buy them? Well, they're, they're remaking them, too. So, Because nothing's more popular than, gar- than Cabbage Patch dolls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, well, that's what Natalie and I was, Natalie was joking, is that you could buy the packs uh, at Target. She goes, did you see they have Garbage Pill Kids? I thought that's of awesome. you when I saw that. Hey, Series you- 1 set. Yeah. Let's do the box. Because I think I had Series 1 and Series 2 each in the box. Uh, series 1, Hobby... Box set sealed, twenty four packs. So the complete set, a, a box of like sealed, still in the packages, is seventy dollars. Oh, yeah. uh, but I think that's a that's the only thing I could find that has like the uh, twenty twelve garbage pill kit series one hobby sealed. Yeah, the twenty twelve. Those are fifty sixty bucks. But the yeah. old original vintage nineteen eighty five. Oh, here we go. Vintage nineteen eighty five tops garbage pill kids series one display box of forty seven packs. So it's not the packs are unopened oh, and it's okay. just like what you would what they would As ship if, to yeah, the yeah. store. How much do you think that's going for? Uh, Twenty four packs. Uh, Forty seven packs. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Fifty dollars. One hundred and twenty dollars. Oh wow, that's. But good. they do not have. I can't find anything with it that says the complete set, like un, like just opened because it came in like a big box, like you would keep your baseball cards in. Right, and right, it had right, all right. of just them in there. there. Uh, what are you doing right now? I'm looking at eBay. For Let's it. go to the entertainment center. Entertainment center. 
That's Kevin's TV turning on. <laughs> what? That's a weak old reference. Uh, what do? You, what are you playing? Uh, I just finished uh, Mass Effect Three. Oh, they made a third one. They made a third one. <laughs> That's an old game because I got that when E3 botched their SimCity thing. That was one of the six games that they had available for free. Yeah. Um, through EA Barfin. Did you play it at all? Do you like it? I have not played it. Okay. I played through halfway through the first one. I really. Really love so many elements of that game. The yeah. the um, you, the unlateral or the nonlinear uh, gameplay. Yeah. Uh, the character development is uh, it just fantastic. The performances, the science fiction universe is really well thought out and doesn't take explaining. Mm-hmm. I mean, like things come fully formed. They're not they're not kind of like yeah, dabbling there's no, with not that. a ton of exposition or anything. Yeah, like, just you don't like, feel like. There's, it just uh, goes. I just spent two hours learning what everybody is. Yeah, there's like an alien that talks, and you you pick it up. You're like, oh, he he says the emotion that he means yeah. to inflect it with, and they don't say it. it it's flabbergasted. Not, yeah, exactly. Oh, it's so great. And then uh, you need to I, go to there. What I annoyed. <laughs> what I what the wall I ran into in that game uh, is that it became too challenging. Like I I couldn't level my character up enough. Coupled with, I just felt like a little like Skyrim, and that it, it it feels a little like RPG-ish, in that I'm I'm spending a lot of time going back to the home base and running around, getting lost in this big open uh, mall yeah. in space, and I I don't know where I like. They, they do refine the that as the games go on. Oh, that's good. Yeah. All right. Well, that I can I can jump in later and not be like ah oh, I didn't play. Like if I play Mass Effect three. Will I be like, what? No. Well, here's the thing. I played Mass Effect 1 and 2, and then there were elements that I'm like, I taste like I should know exactly why this is happening, but I don't remember. Mm -hmm. It's one of the things that like, I think we've talked about is that with these franchise games, that sometimes because it takes so many man hours to build a new game, that... It's it's like sitting down and watching every season of Lost all back to back to back is a much better viewing yeah. uh, experience than to watch them as they come out each week. Right, right. Um, so, so there's the, there's those kinds of elements to the game, uh, but I think it's a as I mean I, I'm saying the obvious, but that it's a solid game that's fun to play. I think you would really like it because it to me it seems kind of Star Trek esque. Like oh, I feel very like, much so. Yeah, that's how Christian, our buddy who was on last week, described it. It's that it's like. Every time he plays it, it feels like an episode of Star Trek. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, and that one of the things that I thought was really interesting in this particular series. So about once you're about 80% into the story, yep. there's always some kind of weird uh, placement of love. Like all of a sudden you're, you have the opportunity to tell someone that you love them. And usually there's three or four women that you can choose from or whatever. But in Mass Effect 3, there are, and don't quote me on this, but I think at least three options for women and one dude, mm. which I thought was really interesting because you can also play as a female character. Exactly. The other way, because if you, I've seen that that video on YouTube where if you play as the women lead, the you could fall in love with a woman. You, and you make out with them and everything, yeah. and all they did was replace the character with the, which is fascinating. Yeah. Uh, and then, but, the, but so, and I thought that might be a thing that you could just choose, but there's a character who is openly gay mm. in the game. He's the the guy that works down in the where the shuttles come and go 
and he talks about his husband and how he was killed in the attacks on Earth and how sad he is. And then so, which is, I thought was funny to me. Not funny because it's... Uh, that his husband died? No, yeah. No, not funny that he's lost his husband or that he's gay. What I thought was funny was that the way that they introduced the possibility of a homosexual relationship in a game, which is one of the first, I'm sure it's not the first, but one of the first that I've experienced, is that the way you start this relationship is picking up on some dude while he's on the rebound. <laughs> like his, his life partner had just been killed in an attack that you're trying to thwart. And so you come in playing like the swarthy hero of like, <laughs> well, you know, I'm about to save planet earth. <laughs> and I can keep you safe too. You know what I mean? Like I was like, wow, easy there. Uh, uh, yeah. I noticed that mass effect three had earth in it. Is the, has it always taken place in our universe? It's not like um, it's our galaxy. Battlestar or so they are humans. They're humans from Earth. They're yes. not like uh, Star Wars where they're humans from. No, I don't. Where it takes place. What it, what it is is it takes place in a time frame where we have a, uh, found a way to explore the entire galaxy and we found neighbors. Yeah, and so there and there's like the far rim is at the edge of the galaxy. Oh, that's fun. Uh, and there's a species that lives out there. And uh, yeah, so I gotta play this game. Yeah, it's. I think you'd really, really dig I'm gonna, it. I'm going to install it while we're talking right now. All right, it's happening. I would do the. I would play one and two. And the nice thing is, oh, I have is, to play the other ones. You already. Uh, I mean, it's right here. I just downloaded. Oh, you it. bought it as you got. No, it I got it like, for free. Yeah, so I was. I borrowed the first game, and the buddy I was borrowing from took it back. I think you <laughs> honestly. I think you might enjoy uh, playing the first and the second. All one. right, I'll finish the first one. Do you have the first one? No, I. I don't keep anything, bro. I, need that I was angry at myself that I. <laughs> I was, <laughs> that's an inside joke. Uh, I was angry at myself that I still found out I had Hitman Absolution, even though I'd kind of lost interest in it. I was like, oh, I could have. I noticed that. that you had that. I thought you loved it or something. I do like that. It's always Hitman for me is a weird experience because I'm always, and I, I'm sorry if I'm repeating this on the show, but I'm always like, yeah, I love this idea of like there's a a very slow, calculated aspect to it that's kind of mixed with action, and this game they really nailed the mixture. Mm. Um, but I just once I do a couple levels, I'm like, yeah, and I, it's yeah. unfair. It's completely unfair to these people that made this. But well, that you know, I've been playing Gears of War two for about five years, and I'll pick it up for about an hour, play a mission. I think I'm on the final boss. Oh. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I love it when I play it. Every time I'm like, this is so cool, and then I'm just like, huh, so much grindy gore, yelly, shouty action. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna play Skylanders. I love the only thing that made me follow Gears of War is just the look. I love yeah, everything. Gorgeous. I I thought it was funny how everything moves slow and clunky and everything like that. It's that like moving. A it train. took me forever to realize that, but I just love the the uh, the design of it and everything. Yeah, it's pretty but great. so anyway, so, so I uh, finished Mass Effect Three. So if I play Mass Effect, like I have it on the Xbox, I played yeah. it halfway through the Xbox. Uh, if I were, if I my preferred console of choice is the playstation 3 yeah uh but my character won't port over like my experience no. does it matter because mm. i you know you play infamous 2 no it doesn't matter and it's like oh, i couldn't figure out if i still had like my xp and stuff like that from the second game not. i don't think i did because it would just be such an unfair I mean, advantage at the, at the most it would probably unlock an achievement right You're yeah like hey you own well two what of it these no now. what it, it does remember is that there's you know like most of these you know choose your own adventure-esque games is that there are multiple endings. It's like an infamous. So it's like infamous in that it remembers your choices from the previous okay. game. So that on that aspect, if you really want to develop the character through the, you know, the course of a trilogy, then I would suggest that you play them all on the same well, console you want to end it with. I'm, but you have Mass Effect 3 on the PC. That's what I'm saying. So it wouldn't matter. And that one was free. But, you yeah. know, there's, you know, I can. By the time you get to them, they'll probably be 10 bucks. 
Oh, that's true. Mass Effect One on PS. You could. I think they even have like uh um like the first two on the same disc for like a collector's edition type. Because I'm I'm playing. I'm current. One of the games I'm currently playing is this little known indie game called uh, Arkham City. Batman mm-hmm. Arkham City. Yeah. And that. I just wish those guys could get off their feet because <laughs> they got that sense. Batman license, and you'd think they could do something with it. Make but it just... a little bigger. Something that would. I mean, get it's some a attention. really solid game. <laughs> I mean, award-winning, worthy. Yeah. But if anybody simple. could just find out about this thing. <laughs> You heard it here first. If they gave nearly as many commercials to that as they did have injustice, I mean, honestly, <laughs> honestly, that'd be fair. The uh, the thing you don't I see commercials that. for eight year old video games anymore. <laughs> that it's still... not it's not eight years old. It's like three. The uh, the thing that video game years it's eight years old. The, the thing you know, it, it, not having known a ton about it, except for I think at one point you said it was supposed to be Grand Theft Auto meets Batman, but not quite there. Yeah. that's how you, that was kind of your Arkham elevator City, pitch. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so I saw these side missions pop up, and I was, and I kind of avoided them for a while. And I was like, "Well, I'm right here, so I'll, I'll hit it." And then both of those side missions launched other villains. I was yeah. like, "Oh, well, that's cool," because that's what I felt was really. Uh, I think it's important to the to the comic book universe to remember that like it's one hero versus dozens of villains and that's very like a lot of comic books will lean into that like it's one against a dozen and and it's it, for for a game like Arkham City it would kind of felt like chapters in a book of like now it's Croc and now it, you know it was Bane and then it's the Ivy level and blah 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 but to then instead, like he has multiple multiple storylines. Yeah, if I'm happening. not, if I remember correctly, there's a main uh, uh, storyline of the Joker. Yeah, that's going through and the, and Harlequin, and then there's these ancillary side missions like, that are all the other. You villains. got uh, you, all of the. It's my understanding that in Arkham City, all of the Batman villains are represented in these side missions at some point. Yes, yeah, that's cool. Is is uh, Bookworm in there? <laughs> I think so. Is King Tut? Ooh, I want to say yes, but I re- I remember Bookworm because I'm like, really? really? Are we digging this deep? He's, I don't even know who this guy is. Is Clayface in it? Yes. Oh yeah, that All I right. know. Uh, I like him. Uh, that's as good as I get. Yeah. <laughs> is Calendar Man in it? I oh no! Come on. I really think so. Hold on. What? I really because there were a bunch of them that I don't know, and I remember Bookworm because I'm like, really? Like this guy has to be from like 1946. Like, yeah, I, I, who just... comes up with Bookworm Man? Uh, but and I remember Calendar Man too. Like I, I remember those names, and there's no other reason for me to know those names other than because I played those. The only ones I didn't finish, as far as the side mission uh, is concerned, is uh, Cal- no, is uh, the, the, the Riddler Cal- ones. And that is, do you actually get to meet the Riddler? Or is all that just go around and collect crap? I didn't finish it, so I, I think you might. get And that's something. a wonderful villain. I hope we we'll see more of him in the third. So like, we have so. Let's see. I, that can't be a complete list. Other villains. As comprehensive as this list of characters is, Rocksteady and WB Games could easily add more. There are rumors. Yeah, okay. So this is an old post. There are rumors Calendar Man could appear somewhere over the course of the game, and Black Mask, the Rat wow. Catcher, and Maxi Zeus could also stop by to raise some havoc as well. Scarecrow could easily show up again, which I, I'm almost positive, I'm positive he's in that one. Uh, Bane, Bane, I know, is in there because I, pl- I yeah. remember playing that mission. Uh, but this time around, it could be helping Batman during certain situations, which is negative. So, how old is this? Scarecrow is definitely that must have been before the game's out. Yeah. Scarecrow's in the first twenty minutes of the game. I can't see a date posted for this thing, but it's just a, something that I did on a on a Google search. But yeah, I want to say that if uh, that maybe you don't meet Calendar Man, but there's at least like a little, almost like it. a Riddler esque like type thing that Lovely. you do for him. I can't remember. Uh, well, I can't wait to. But play But there's more. tons of guys in there that I can't remember. 
uh, whether or not, if you want, I will hit pause and find out. But no, I think no, no, most no. Of our Let's move on. What are you playing? We got other. We got so I moved to on to Tomb Raider, yeah. and it was interesting for anybody who follows me on the uh, the the bird sounds uh, that you. <laughs> I put on there as soon as I got the game. I found it used at GameStop uh-huh. because I still was uh, finishing up a, a gift card that my wife had uh, got me for my birthday, and the GameStop has that. She stopped sem- trying. Yeah. You know that's what that means. That's what gift she cards identifies. Mean? That it's something you like, but doesn't want to take the time to actually find out what you want to play. Yeah. Well, she knows that usually if I want it, I'm just going to get it as soon as I uh, want it. Yeah, and that's so that's true. what she told me when she gave it to me. She goes, this way, at least I helped. My like, wife, even though we were on a spending freeze, went to the store and bought Skylanders Giants. Aww. Because she knew it's what I wanted. Yeah. She made my Christmas. Well done. And then she gave me a baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that ruined order. that Christmas. Ruined it. I couldn't uh, play this stupid game. Yeah, it wouldn't Go shut on. up. <laughs> anyway, um, so... So I bought the game, and they have that seven-day return policy where you could just um, – you could literally – if you could finish the game fast enough, you could you could beat it and then return it and then essentially Couldn't get a free game. play it for a little while, return it, buy it a week later, play it for seven days, return it? <laughs> essentially yeah. treat it like a library. I think you might have to go to different um, game stops, game stops and like rotate through, but yeah, I think that's definitely something that could be uh, – I found a co- comprehensive list of uh, – Villains from Arkham City. Oh, good. Are you? Do you care? Calendar Man is all I want to know. Uh, he's on there. Oh, cameo yeah. only. That's incredible. Uh, Black Mask is a cameo in story mode. Uh, stero- story mode. So is here they are. Superman in it? Uh, do no. They do? Okay, that's my other question. Is that uh, does it seem like they're going to introduce other DC universe characters? No, the heroes. They had a list. The heroes. Is the Court of Owls in it? Uh, it Court of Owls came out after. Oh, okay. The game. <laughs> I was gonna say Alfred Pennyworth, Commissioner Gordon, Talia Al Ghul, uh, the Gotham City Police Department, Jack Ryder, Oracle, Vicky Vale, Aaron Crash, William North, Eddie Burlow, and Annie Bishop and Azrael. Yeah. That, all right, what are those? Those are all the good guys. Ah, yes. So the villains include the Joker, Harley Quinn, Doctor Hugo Strange, Roz. Al- wait, wait. Is this? A- yeah, go on. I just didn't want to spoil it, but go on. Raz Al Ghul, Talia Al Ghul, Mr. Freeze, the Penguin, Two Face, the Riddler, Victor Zaz, Bane, Clayface, Poison Ivy, Solomon Grundy, Deadshot, Mad Hatter, Hush, Killer Croc, Black Mask, Calendar Man, Titan Henchman, uh, Abramovici Twins, Mr. Hammer and Sickle, Mm. Scarface, uh, Deathstroke, and Kano, or Kano. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah. Did you say Two Face? I did say Two Face, yes. That's incredible. Yeah. All so right. anyway, so I went and I purchased this Tomb Raider used, and I was like, man, I, this would be so cool if this was a game that I could return because I wanted God of War 2. I was kind of on the fence between God of War Ascension, I should say. And uh, I tweeted, I'm like, man, gone are the days where I could buy a used game at GameStop and not finish it. And I thought and I did. It. or And finish it. Uh, I go, stupid kids, stupid life, or whatever I think yeah, is what yeah, I put. Yeah. I use that hashtag. Stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm cool. in with the in crowd. Yeah. So, so anyway, uh, I finished the game. I could have done it even earlier, but I finished the game on Tuesday. Forgot I bought it on Monday. This is why I love GameStop. The guy, I go down there. I said, hey, listen, I don't have the receipt. I go, I just want to return. He's like, well, here's the thing. I could look it up. He goes, but all I could give you is in-store credit. I go, that's fine. Uh, so then he's like, all right. And he looks it up, and I see him look at his watch, and I'm like, is he really going to find out if I bought it at, like, 3 p.m. Right, right, or whatever? Right, right. Like, that's the seven days they go by? Yeah. Uh, but it was because I was a day later. He gave it to me anyway, gave me an in-store credit, and I got God of War. But ah, nice. that Tomb Raider game, gosh, do I love those kinds of games. God, so is... you beat it, love it, return it. Oh, yeah. I, it's, <laughs> it was tempting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it was tempting 
for me to go back because there's like optional tombs that you could go yeah. through, but I kind of got the gist of what they were doing with the tombs because this is a prequel to all of this is supposedly how her story starts. Why so she's afraid of snakes. No, that's <laughs> it. Uh, so they, they explain like how she like, and so there's these little mini tombs. The whole thing doesn't take place in tombs at all. Um, and so there's these mini tombs that you could raid, you know, and it, that, oh, when right. you check it off, it says tomb raided. Nice. Which I thought was cool. Uh, but just it was really gruesome, really dark. Uh, but the Fun. graphics were just gorgeous, uh, and the gameplay was just oh man, it was just a, a ton of fun to play. And the whole time I'm playing, I'm like, man, do I love these like Uncharted? I guess they're called adventure uh, games, is the genre yeah, that I'm yeah. just a huge fan of. So I finished it, loved the story, loved everything about it, very well acted. Um, oh, to go back because you were talking about how Mass Effect Three was well acted. I've noticed something is that. I think they're getting more and more kind of celebrities in these Mass Effect games mm. as the as the games become more and more popular. And what's interesting is that then the main guy becomes the uh, the least well performed. Like like I was right. like yeah, yeah, Commander yeah, yeah. Shepard is like we got to go do these things over here. Yeah like, right right. Listen, if that's what you want to do, I'll do it. Like <laughs> like that's the kind of vibe that he's creating. But these other people are like really emoting. And I tried to I was trying to figure out like I'm like. Does he have to be this guy because he's always the perspective of the character and they don't want to jerk you out of the emotional experience I you're think, currently I think in? there's a little bit of that, yeah. Like he has to maintain a level of neutrality. Yeah. But, but then it's funny to watch a guy who's kind of a little stoic, but then the minute a girl like rubs up against him and you decide to hit up and to the right and <laughs> X, then all of a sudden he's like, I need you. I need you badly. You know, then all of a sudden he's got it's some like emotion. robot porn. Well but done. yeah, yeah. It's... Uh, but yeah, so uh, those were fun, and I'm excited to start playing uh, God of War Ascension. Oh, and that, is that a? Um, that's a new current, God of War, current gen. That's the yeah, that's the PlayStation, the new one that just came out like a month or two ago. Uh, is that on my PS Vita? The uh, no, it is not on your PS Vita. But there is one that I was. There's two. I played the Chains of Olympus on Vita, which is an right. old PSP game, and I tried to get the other one. Uh, but it kept giving me an error, but I want to buy that other one. I like those God of War games, and I'm really excited. Coming up on June 14th, I finally saw uh, something that showed up that I thought was interesting on Amazon and had really haven't seen anything really about it, but it seemed to be something that was like very like kind of almost Independence Day-esque marketed where it's like, we're not telling you really what's going on here. All we're going to say is it's called The Last of Us. And I'm oh, excited yeah, yeah, yeah. for that game, that which I think is good. like a zombie game, which I think might not be up your alley. But yeah, I'll 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 call in sick the day you review that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I and then I, while I was at GameStop, I'm excited too about uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. That looks pretty fun. I'd they they that. had some really cool ideas that uh, they they're little people on their TV station that they have. Uh, no, they're they're literally midgets. Oh, I see. Got yeah, um, <laughs> they um, so condescending. Um, <laughs> So they had a, they talked about how you don't play as one character that you actually oh, play from the perspective of a group like a a, a peop, three people that's great and you and you kind of follow each of their stories and that and there's some other games that did that um what was the one where you were a detective and uh, heavy rain yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of so you that. follow these guys and they kind of I guess build like a crime. Uh, yeah. gang kind of thing and one of the things I thought that was cool about it is that evidently what Rockstar is trying to do this is that they're trying to say that much like we revolutionized games with the sandbox mentality uh, we're not just making the best Grand Theft Auto game we're trying to make 
the best new game. That's like, cool. It, they're, it's, they're even they're so I guess they're kicking down the sides of the sandbox. They're getting a scooper and getting all the cat poop out of there. Nice. And they're like, new sandbox. Yeah. It's evidently, a, they're island. turning it into an island. Yeah. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna go to Kauai for this thing. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm what excited about there? it. Is all. Uh, yeah, and that makes me hopeful that uh, maybe since they're doing Grand Theft Five, that maybe they would consider doing Red Dead Two. Ooh, that would be fun. I could really use another Red Dead. Sometimes I, I'll just pick that up and lend my Red Dead Redemption to somebody, and then I did not get it back. Who was And I person? have not finished the Undead Nightmare, and oh, I just now realized that. Oh. So now I'm gonna have to go purchase it again. That's ridiculous. I gotta buy that. I gotta buy Assassin's Creed because I bought the DLC, hoping that I could just play. Nope, gotta have mm-hmm. the game. Yeah, no, of course. And then uh, I just bought a new uh, the Citadel DLC because I've got uh, the Mass Effect three listed on eBay, so I have what until this Red Saturday to play it. What do you need Red Dead on? Undead Nightmare. Do you have it on the PlayStation? Yeah. Take my copy. Oh, okay. There you go. Not right now, because i got to finish Mass Effect 3. In case oh. you decide to pick oh, it up after you this, finish this con- We've got to finish this podcast. Before somebody buys it on eBay. <laughs> no! Uh, we had two other random things that we wanted to discuss. Um, the the Office, and um, yeah, that was sad. It's over now. Yeah, I was wondering. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed their like kind of... Uh, they're they're like this is the story like the the interview yeah. and talking documentary I guess I right. guess beforehand did you like all that I, I was curious well, what your thoughts were well my That's... my concern about halfway through was I go how in the world are people when they're in the um, the auditorium there and they're asking them questions like Pam what did you think when he was giving you the note I was like how in the world did you see any of that because that was the night that same day the 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 documentary premiered. No. So so then they explained oh. later that it was a it was a series. And yeah. I was like, oh okay, well th- I missed that detail or whatever. Well, they also uh, said that that it takes place eighteen months uh, no, later. No, no. They were recalling events that from the previous episode, which had really been you know last week, but it was supposedly a year earlier. Yes. So in the auditorium. They're referring to events that happened in the last episode we watched. In the reality of that episode, Pam and Jim have this fight. They resolve the fight, drive from there to the bar, and watch the documentary. So these fans are asking them questions from events that happened one hour before they watched the documentary. And then I found it was supposed to be a series. So it would be like the idea of The Bachelor of like them still – or Survivor, like still shooting the show while the show is is still running. A documentary movie as opposed to – now exactly, yeah, yeah. So that's what I was missing there. Uh, which I was like, wait, is this how we're ending this? A, a show with phenomenal continuity is now going to like just forget about all of those sort of rules of reality? <laughs> Time travel, of, we're yeah. good. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then they said it was a series. Uh, you know, I the the only thing that has haunted me since uh, watching it is that, damn it, I want more Michael Scott. And you know, mm-hmm. I love Steve Carell. I have a lot of respect for him. I. But, you know, and he was him that pushed. He obviously, he wanted to leave the show before the show's run was out. All the respect in the world to him. I think what he did in the last uh, season of his time on there was fantastic of how he left the show. And he, he stated that if he came back, he wanted it, it would not be – he didn't want to undo the work yeah. that he did in the last season there in that last episode. But I feel like, look, we got to know who – like the show is you. Like <laughs> It was your show for seven years, and I care as an audience member about what you've been doing. You don't think they wrapped that up enough? Though? I don't think they he got enough screen time. And I know that's all Steve Carell saying, like, I want to come. I want to celebrate the end of it. It makes sense for the further arc. But quite frankly, I, mean, I have not said – I. It, it, all the time the show hasn't had him but on. But he had it. like 
three just solid, perfect lines in that thing. And that's it. <laughs> he said he said he had two lines. He said two things on camera. He said one thing. He said uh, that's what she said. Yeah. And then he said uh, it's like all my kids have grown up and married each other. Sure. It's every parent's dream. Yeah. That's all he said. <laughs> Twelve words. I didn't count them. But that's so great. That's it. That's all he said. And then he was on camera earlier, uh, and Pam did the overview yeah. uh, about it. So that's it. Three moments with him. And the whole time I'm just like, what? Look, I, I have not said, like, the show is terrible. It doesn't work without him. I thought the show did very well without him. But I, I had, I've had dreams since he's been off the show of him coming back. Like, he's this buddy of mine that has left us here. And I, it made it clear to me of, like, how much we've been missing not having him there, which only makes sense. I mean, it was, it was built around him for yeah. seven years. So, um, Well, it's so funny because I, re- I, remember, I remember finding out about the British version, but did I did I show that to yes. you or okay? So for me, it's a very personal thing because you you sh- we would watch the British one. When yeah. We still live up in the Bay Area. I moved down to Los Angeles and the American version premiered Started, yeah. at the same time. And I remember watching Steve Carell as yeah. a guest on Jimmy Kimmel oh, yeah, yeah. when it was launching and going, "What are you thinking?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. and him going, "I know it's stupid. It's <laughs> totally stupid. Just a big bonehead move." And now nine years exactly. Later, and then uh, that's why I liked in that little uh, special they did where they said. That oh, I didn't get to see that. At one point, he was coming out. Uh, oh, okay. So one point, they had uh, Ricky Gervais was commenting on what the show's been and all this stuff, and telling little snippets and anecdotes. And one of them was he was coming out of someplace signing autographs, and somebody's like, "Who is that guy?" He's like, "Oh, he played Steve Carell on the British version of The Office." <laughs> he goes, "That's when I knew it was a show on its own. Like that, that's at its own legs or that's whatever." Hilarious. But yeah, I was really, I was like, that's um, I, I enjoyed it very much. I thought it was a good arc, and you know, those first three, four seasons. Uh, first five, really, but those first three were like kind of sang my heart song. I cared very much about the growth of Jim and Pam, not in their relationship with each other, but what they the the themes they were playing about of dreams versus reality and and desires versus complicity and and they did such a that was the whole premise and eventually they you know it kind of takes this bend and goes into romance and I feel like this last season did a really good job of taking that same theme and playing it back into reality like you know in the context of a marriage what are your hopes and what are your desires and are you good at communicating that and do you really support each other will you resent me all these I, I thought as now as a married person it's really great for me because I kind of grew Grew up, went through that same stage of life with these characters at the same time. So I, th- I thought it was great. So, but, so your only uh, complaint is the Michael Scott. You wish I just was. want. I mean, I seriously was like, can I'm we have so a easy? I can we so have happy. a spinoff with just Steve Carell? Like, <laughs> I want to see what Steve is doing in in Arizona. I want to see what what Michael Scott is doing in Arizona with Holly. But. I think that uh, he, didn't he he became a, a magician or something. Isn't that, <laughs> that, wasn't that him? That Maybe was him. The, yeah, yeah. He did that with Bert that, uh, that Nothing to do with games. <laughs> uh, so uh, I mentioned this on the Gamerland Podcast uh, Facebook page because uh, last week we talked all about the Xbox tech specs, but I had this crazy idea that just occurred to me. Uh, we have not seen the actual PlayStation 4, so I thought, what would revolutionize things is if the PlayStation 4 is the TV. <laughs> what? Which is like, which is so funny because it really goes. I just hope it's backwards compatible. Right. <laughs> which really goes. Like, can I watch my old TV shows on my new TV? <laughs> which is a terrible idea because 30 years ago, that's what the thought was is that, you know, IBM thought. You, and Mac did it where it's like if you sell a unit it has to have, it's all one yeah, inclusive and so yeah. now we learned that you can separate these and and you can choose and pick and pull so it'd be kind of weird I, I only say it because I think that Apple 
uh, they've made it pretty clear without saying what they're doing. It's funny that Microsoft is building this extremely important multimedia center in the middle of your room at, because Apple, their true nemesis, not Sony, not Nintendo, it is clearly working on something in the television industry within the next 18 months. We can assume they'll well, be launching something. Well, he said that something. on 60 Minutes. Did you see exactly. that? Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm referring to. Uh, all but said we're doing something. I mean, he said it. He said yeah. that's a very interesting market for us to go into. Makes sense because they've dabbled in it. They they work great with screens and technology. We've seen things, but it's and they've kind of have been silent in this area, especially with Microsoft making these leaps and bounds with with uh, Windows Glass and all this stuff and making it cross platform. They're like, sure, own an Apple, but you're going to watch it on a Microsoft device. Like really big bold moves, and so. Uh, I'll be interested to see what Apple does, and I'll, it'll be a TV, right? It'll be something in the middle of the room that does something. But if it, it, this sort of arms race between Microsoft and and uh, and Apple happens w- within the middle of our living rooms, here would that would be a real crazy move, and Sony could pull it off because they make decent um, televisions now. So whereas. Apple and Microsoft were going to have to develop that technology or work with Samsung or work with somebody to get the screen. Sony's like, we've already got solid TVs that you already bought. Right, but they, so I agree, but I think what then the challenge would be for them is, that, like what you said, it's a separate piece. So if my TV goes out, I got to buy a new game yeah, console and TV. I don't know. Or if my game console, like if the drive breaks, yeah. then I got to buy a whole new TV too. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm sure it's complicated. I don't. I hadn't thought through it. Yeah. All I'm saying is that the technology is not impossible. Well, I think I think because we got t- smart TVs now, right? right? You can watch play Angry Birds on your television uh, with the right remote control. So Sony's doing that much already. So then to say, here's how we can protect the PlayStation brand in a market where we're not sure whether or not. Uh, video game dedicated video game consoles are the future. Let's dump this into the TV. I think what they could do is they could make it just as integrated as the Xbox One, and add to it the fact that it will also control your TV. Like if you huh. like, because here's a, here's an interesting thought that I just had is that I wonder how difficult it's going to be for your Xbox One. Like, say you want to turn the volume up, you're going to need a remote for that. But everything right. else, you could use your Xbox One. But what I, from what you're describing, I bet you that a PlayStation 4, you could control every aspect of your TV mm-hmm. yeah. all through your PlayStation if they, went, if they decided to go the it, same it, route. I think it's in PlayStation's best interest to almost play the angle like, listen, we're for gamers. This is what, this right. is what we do. We're only going to play games, and we're going to have movies and TVs. But you guys, these guys are busy trying to control your TV what we're trying to do is make better games. That might be true, but we've seen that PlayStation is is really uh, carved out a solid corner of the market by saying we are the number one Netflix ready device. Mm-hmm. We came with a Blu-ray enabled thing. Their net- we have a movie which, studio. Their They're Netflix the only interface is ten thousand times better than oh, TiVo's, yeah. and TiVo's just finally caught up. But it's still a little clunky compared mm-hmm. to that. I played it once when I was on the road. I oh, I got my Netflix on here. I'll check out a movie on Netflix on my PlayStation. I was like. Oh my God! This is so much better. This is so much easier. You know, has the worst is uh, Windows Eight. <laughs> Seriously, you go to Awkward. search and it brings up the search menu for apps on your entire computer. Yikes! <laughs> it 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 needs some it needs some help. So it was a little more sandboxy conversation. Let's dive deeper into the sandbox. Oh, it's in my toes. toes. Oh, kick down the walls, King Grand Theft Auto. 
<laughs> so Justin and I were discussing, we discovered a, a, a kind of an awesome parallel between Madden and the nerds Madden mm-hmm. that is out there. Of course, you there discovered is. really, I can't take any credit. Yeah, for sure. This. Well, whatever. We're a, we're a team. Yeah. What you do, I do. Uh, we should get pretzels. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> that's so good. I wish I had some right now. That, <laughs> that would be the role that I would have to have. Uh, whatever right you back. do, I do. You talk, I'll be back. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go make some soft pretzels. Oh, okay. Uh, dough. Why did Mixing he take the microphone flour with Flour. With uh, <laughs> salt. <laughs> mustard. <laughs> They're not even baked and you're putting mustard in them. I'm just going to put these in the blender. Oh, I gotta get back to the show. Hey, I made you this smoothie. Is this mustard? It tastes delicious. You're welcome. Salt and flour. Who would have thought? Not an ounce of fruit in here. Not at all. No. You are juicing with powder. Oh, wow. I'm so lucky with my simple carbohydrates. The first time I went to talk, I wanted to say the Jews made it, and I didn't know why. Oh, it's because dough is, okay, non- unleavened bread. There. Sometimes you don't know why the brain fires neurons, yeah. and you're like, where are we? You I'm are like, welcome. I, I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so we we enjoyed an awesome draft. Uh, yes. This, it was just the most fun I've ever had. Yes. <laughs> Two hours of watching a computer Computers. trade within itself. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. I think if you're a hardcore, what we're talking about is our Madden League that we're doing uh, that you could join. You could. It's called the SFP Fun League on the Madden PS3 couple of good version. teams left. Uh, and you can... Uh, SFP yeah, I haven't nerd-raged the... about how I lost uh, Tom Brady yeah. in, in my team. I think he's going to come back later uh, because I read a thing that says that Players will retire. Yes, and then Kurt Warner's in our league right now for nine million dollars for a year. I or offered two. him a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> just to laugh, just at him. to just to do it. But uh, but yeah, so I like that element of it because it makes me it it brings me into the experience a little bit more because I. I played and I've always played Madden not like you would a sports game. I play it like you would play another ga- any other game. Hmm. Is that I get wrapped up in the world and the reality of it, and I, I love that aspect that that's doing it's doing that, and I think it's fun and all that stuff. I didn't enjoy the the draft for an entirely different reason because I'm trying to buy a house and everything. And yeah, the, you were. The- I've probably we were literally been... waiting 30 minutes, and we finally get to a play. You and I are the last two picks yeah. in the league because we were in the Super Bowl, and I finally pick, and then you pause the game. I had people texting me, what's happening? And why? Why? why is Did Justin you break the game everyone? by picking? Yeah. <laughs> and that's, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's, by the way, that's the angriest I've easily been in my entire life within the last, I'm guessing, five years. I, I don't know. This is all spitball, but I've never been that in angry. In my entire that. life of the past five years. Well, I feel one like month of which I I'm had, trying to I remember a time week. where I've been angrier and I can't, but I think it might be unfair because I'm not known for my memory, uh, I guess is oh, what I'm saying. That sucks. I'm sorry you're having such a rough time. That's nah, all right. In the middle of our it's, draft. It was such draft a hard day. thing to buy a house. <laughs> so, I hate complaining about it. Anyway, but uh, but yeah, so you, you brought it up just before we turned on the microphones. We went through this draft, we built our teams, and then we're starting all over again. And uh, and you pointed out that you've been playing Magic the Gathering, yeah. but the video game, not just the right. card game, but it is card-based, and that you, you build your deck much like you would build a, an NFL franchise. Yeah. 
and then you kind take of, it yeah. out on the road. The, and... Well, the thing that's exciting about it, uh, well, wh- I'm really glad our, our buddy Christian who was on it last week. Told we used to all play Magic, the real card game, uh, for fun, and then he said you need to get the 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 PC game. It's available on the PlayStation, the Xbox. It's available on the iPad. Uh, and uh, I was like, no, I'm okay. And he's like, I'll get it for you. So and it was on sale for five bucks or whatever. And I probably didn't play it for four months, and then randomly for whatever reason, it was like oh, I'll play this stupid game that he got me. And the the downside of this, so what I think is an interesting parallel between um, Madden and Magic is that is that they make a new game every year, and yeah. they 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 pull out it's a it's an existing game outside of the video game, you know, ah. football versus Magic. It has like its, it has its own set of rules, and then the game does something to highlight an aspect of the real game. So like. Madden 13, they talk about it's all about the pass play right mm-hmm. now. And so this year's Madden, it's all, it's all about uh, this one storyline thing. So they, they really focus on um, you know the, a certain type of deck and a certain type of cards. And so next when year... When you said this year's Magic, it's all about the storyline. That's what you said. Yeah, yeah. You said Madden. Oh, I said Madden twice. Sorry. Yeah. So this year's Magic, it's all about that. What What's exciting is that... So then every year they kind of release a different thing. And the, Magic has... I couldn't even guess tens of thousands of cards in its 15 years, 20 years of it, uh, of experience. They just release cards every year in in the real world, and so the games just draw on that library of cards and and highlight certain ones and not other ones, which is nice, especially if you're not if you if if you don't want to get into the real card game. The video game makes a lot more sense because it's very it's much more balanced, and so if you uh, like if you find some buddies that play Magic, if they're kids that have been playing it since the beginning or since Series Five or whatever, they have cards that they no longer print because yeah. they're so difficult, and they have spent probably thousands, if not tens of thousands, of dollars on decks that are just impossible to beat. So it's like not fun. But then they play it in the video game; it's balanced and everything. But the thing that the previous uh, iterations of the video game Planeswalker has missed is the ability to do deck building. So what they give you instead is a deck, and then you unlock more cards for that particular deck. And so that's it. You don't get to design a style or a way to play. It was really sad. And it's missing my favorite characters, uh, the Slivers. Uh, it, it, we, oh, I just love them. Uh, it, it's all great. So um, in the game of Magic, you have creatures that you summon, and um, and you know you can you summon an elephant, and it has this certain power and toughness, and can do this thing. And you summon a lion, and it can do this stuff. You summon a bird. Uh, you summon a wall. And, uh, but in uh, it, slivers, you, you they all share abilities. So if you lay down a sliver, and it has the ability to fly. Every other sliver, whether no matter what it says or what color it, it also gets to fly. If you put down a thing that says add plus one plus one to every sliver character that you put, so and it doesn't matter if you're playing slivers, Justin, and I'm playing slivers, we share because they all oh. yeah. So it's not just my world; it's our world together. So, so when you play something to help your slivers, it also helps mine. It, exactly. So if we were both playing a sliver deck, it it gets like out of control like a, a weird game of tic-tac-toe exactly but what's great so what's fun about the real world version of it is i i always play a sliver deck and i'd meet these friends that didn't play slivers or whatever and then just like anything like an arms race or like a real war you begin to fi- figure out tactics to beat each other so i'd have friends that would just include slivers in their deck just so that they if i built this crazy sliver army they're like okay i've got the I've got a guy that can block this, and it's added within there. So that's a fun element of it. So what's exciting about the 2014 Magic is that both of my both of those things will be included. Slivers. They're not calling it Magic 25. (laughs) 
I think they are. Yeah. I think they are. Slivers are going to be in it, finally. And now there's a deck building uh, a oh. campaign mode where you you uh, you buy, not using real money, uh, you unlock uh, booster packs. So you get like tw- like two booster packs. And then you build a deck. And then you play the campaign and get more booster packs. So what's great about it, to balance it out, is that you don't buy more booster packs like you do in the, re- in the real world, where if I'm just willing to lay down hundreds of dollars i can buy get enough random park packs until i get the common what I want. yeah exactly uh instead you can only buy uh slots to build your decks in you still have to play the campaign with them so you get you get two uh build your own deck slots in it and you play through the campaign and you can unlock six or eight booster packs and it's still and just then within those two deck slots you, you can you build, build a, a, deck. a deck and then when you start a game you could pick which deck you and then play. you and i could play using one of the and then I can unlock if I don't if I kind of like this one or I want to try again try one my luck again I can unlock more booster pack or unlock more slots to build more decks. See, that's it. That makes me think that it would be so much more uh, I guess profitable for them if they let you do just buy it with from within the game. Yeah, I, I, I I have a feeling there's a reason why, and my guess is is that they don't want to compete with themselves. Mm. They don't want people to choose the video game over the card game. They want or they want to offer two different experiences that aren't the same thing. Uh, you know, oh, I can just play the digital version yeah, of this game, like Which comic books. Yeah, exactly. We've seen that there have been other iterations of of Magic: The Gathering, and and you'd buy like the you just yeah. There was a card based game that was the was one exactly that the our same. friend Christian's uh, wife was on a voice actor. No, for. that was a that was a weird like um, not really Magic: The Gathering card game. It wasn't a card game, but it was like a, a kind of like a real time strategy. Yeah, it was called variation. Magic: The Gathering, and it was based within the world, yeah, right? But they didn't the actually things. take. All the elements of the game, the card no, game. It wasn't in. the card game at all. Yeah. It was like playing plants versus zombies with magic cards. Okay. Like it was you, you know, you have a wave and you try to create a stuff of a wave to of stuff off, to, yeah. and you'd create a wave of stuff that would come at each other. It had almost nothing to do <laughs> with it. Which I have a, when I first heard about the game, I was like, how cool would it be if it was first person shooter spellcaster yeah. and you ran around, open up lands and slap down guy well, whatever. It doesn't that game doesn't exist. Yeah. So I, I just think it's funny that they, they even call it uh, the Madden for Nerds. Magic is the Madden of Nerds because you can get so into it. And it's about strategy and just like Madden where, like, you just like the game of football. Like, I played a preseason game in our league. It means nothing just because it was like, I feel like playing a game of football. Mm-hmm. Magic, there, you know, you play campaigns in other games, and once you beat a level, unless you really like the story or really like the particular mission, uh, like in the Sly Cooper games or something, maybe you go back and play that one particular mission. I will go back and tweak my deck and play other parts of the campaign again just because I like the game of magic and I want to I want to take that game on again. Yeah, and I I really think I, I... I'm curious to see what I wish that we had more listeners that would be like, "Oh yeah, sure, I'll buy the game and just to play the league because Madden or Magic. Madden. Just because I feel like even if you're not into football, there's a lot of gaming elements within the game that oh, yeah. would be fun and entertaining to do. I mean, obviously, of course, it helps. Uh, it and helps you like you, football. <laughs> that, yeah, if you like football and have an understanding of the strategy and everything like that, you're just going to be that much better mm-hmm. at it. But I just to think that it's completely null and void of fun. Uh, I I don't, I, I don't know. Well, I was very pleased because um, playing Madden, you know, I was very frustrated. I had to come over to like the first time I played it, I was like almost broke my TV throwing the remote at it, the controller. 
which was my body because I was using the Kinect. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> not true. Uh, and then, you know, I've gotten better. You got me that book, which helped a lot. We had a couple of um, labs. We'll probably do some more. And um, and then towards the end, I think I played um, played something towards the end. Or after the Super Bowl, I played a game where I changed the clock to two minutes. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I'm just going to play this game out. And I'm going to really um, experiment with defense. And mm-hmm. I got much better because there was nothing at stake. And I was like, well, I'll just try to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And and now, so I picked it up after we didn't get to play it for a while because we've been in postseason. And then I played this preseason game. And it was like, oh, I I I understand so much more. And just in the, the short months that we played the game, my understanding of football is twice as good as it's ever been. And I've been a, a fan of football for 10 years yeah. or 12 years now. And so just in those few months of playing it, getting in and really trying to learn it uh, through the through this this video game, I, I have a higher appreciation for the sport than I ever have. Yeah, so I, yeah ah, I like it. I feel like I, I beat this subject to death, but I... I think Magic's pretty great. You should play it with us. I do. Well, and that's the thing. I, do you I have had Steam a deck. on that Mac? No. Do they not put Steam I think on that'll it? break it. If you put <laughs> I mean, it has no wrinkles. Fair enough. <laughs> but uh, I, I played the, the card game, and I enjoyed it. I liked the uh, What? Steve and your Mac. <laughs> you asked if I had it in there. It's a software huh? from Valve. I don't think Steam. I'm oh, it's look. like an ironing app? Yes. They have to have but that. While right? we've been talking, I downloaded uh, Windows Glass, so oh, I'm going to control well, my Xbox job. from here. Guess what else happened, Kevin? We have a minute left. Oh, no, we have so much more to discuss. Yeah, I know. Uh, do you, do you want to highlight those? I uh, think we should do that video. Yeah, oh, all this other stuff. We were going to talk about some stuff in the news feed and go behind the controller, but I think I think we've killed it. I think we've yeah. had a pretty solid show. So Yeah, do you want to at least do, uh, give that dude's uh, video uh, Oh, yeah, a we can say the URL for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, why did I lose it? That sucks. Let me see. Closed it. So uh, a while back ago, uh, <laughs> before Sly Cooper Thieves in Time was was more than a twinkle in our eyes, <laughs> uh, we had the whole cast of, of Sly. Well, not the whole cast. We had uh, Matt Olson and Chris Murphy on the show with us, and uh, we improvised a couple of scenes, and one of which was the Sly and the gang robbing uh, KFC. Did you close it? Because I'm having a hard time finding I it. I probably can pull it up. And, uh, you know, there's been a couple of people that have animated, but uh, we saw today that someone uh, am- animated a really sweet version of it. If you go to the YouTube, uh, it's uh, if you search for Sly Cooper and the gang rob KFC-animation- and it's by X-X-A-U-S-S-I-E-X-X-X. X. They published it back on uh, January 21st, 2013, and uh, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. They did a little editing of our uh, of our little sketch and kind of tightened it up, and uh, I believe it's a he. He did a pretty pretty good job. It's pretty fun. I, I recommend it. We'll post it on the Gamerland podcast as well. Yeah. All oh, right. speaking of, of things and videos, if yeah. you haven't seen, I have a, a YouTube channel now um, kind of promoting because I realize I have a lot of I have a lot of irons in the social media fire Okay, uh, between our, our podcast here, the transition from SFP to Gamerland, uh, the work I'm doing on uh, I Want Sly Cooper in his own animated series, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So uh, if you uh, want to chat with me, I have a unidirectional video chat on YouTube. You can send us an email at show at gamerlandpodcast.com and I can uh, I'll answer your questions nice. on, on my video chat. I like it. That's a smart idea, right? That's yeah. I'll like have you that. on sometime. <laughs> I could be a guest on our yeah. They're usually on like, our YouTube podcast. They're like three minutes long. Okay. I love <laughs> it. Pretty short. We can do one right after this. <laughs> Done. Uh, <laughs> send us an email to show at gamerlandpodcast.com. 
Or you could uh, follow us on Twitter at GamerlandPod. Find us on the Book of Faces at Facebook.com slash GamerlandPodcast. Uh, but the big thing that we're all uh, pushing is the Facebook.com slash I Want Sly Cooper in his own animated series. As uh, I am saying, we're going to Betty White this bitch. Yes. And we're going to make it happen, Captain. Uh, and I think that's it. So on behalf of my good friend Kevin Miller, this is Justin Worship saying, Okay, okay bye. bye.